RadioInfluence.com. Ah, great mood. Great mood. I was a little bit down the last maybe week or so ago. Just kind of a little bit down. You know, it happens. And I don't know if it was karma or what, but on one specific day, like, actually, it was a really good week. But everything, every, like clockwork, things happen like clockwork. And that rarely happens, including this interview. I wanted to have her on. She was on another podcast that I do, Bucks Kickoff. That's on JoeBucksFan.com. That's 24 hours before every Buccaneers kickoff. And I set you up with the matchup and what I've seen at one buck. So she came on with that, and that was short. That was weeks ago. But I really wanted to get her on her career. If you're new to this podcast, The Rock Stops Here, I interview entertainers, athletes, coaches, former players, players, how they made it to the top. How they made it to the top. And what's it like at the top? What about after the top? So uh, what about balancing family life? So Sarah Walsh is my guest. She works at the NFL Network. She's in the field. She's covering the big stories. She's been on this Buccaneers beat for quite a while now. Uh, last two years with Tom Brady and, of course, winning the Super Bowl. Uh, she's from the Tampa Bay area, went to Gulf High School. and But she started her journey in the small markets, like you got to do in broadcasting. And boom, boom, then she made it to Nashville. And she says, you know what, once you got to Nashville, she's like, I, I, we can live here. I li- I, this is not bad. I can stay here. And how she got her gig at ESPN. And then she was on SportsCenter. And when it really hit her, like, wow, she heard that music that she heard growing up. You know, wow, I'm anchoring Sports Center. what the audition was like. And then, boom, she was out. She gets a job at NFL Network. She's covering the Bucks and the Super Bowl champs. And then NFL on Fox on game day, Sunday. She's at a stadium around the country covering the NFL on the sidelines for Fox. How about that? She's also a mom, a wife. She's got the kids. She's balancing it all. And she's got great advice at the end. For It doesn't matter if you're trying to get into sports casting or whatever it is. If you're still looking for that, that great job or that great gig or that thing, great advice. And I want to tell you how it all went down. All right? Without further ado, here she is, Sarah Walsh. Oh, my God, I'm so excited, man. I got Sarah Walsh. She made it to the top, ESPN, NFL on Fox, NFL Network. Wow. And you didn't have to, like, pay your dues at all. How are you? <laughs> well, I'm not sure that I'm not, I'm not sure a couple of your statements are correct. I'm not sure about being at the top. I'm not sure about not paying. I definitely paid my dues, but I never had a TV job offer in Tampa. And it's so funny. I would come back. Uh, I remember coming back once for a story. Um, it was a Nashville Vanderbilt football-related story that happened and down in Tampa. So I was down here doing live shots and I had to use one of the Tampa TV stations to do uh, studio hits. And they were like, why aren't, why aren't you down here? Where are you from? And I'm like, I'm from here. I'm like, I can't get on TV in Tampa. It just never worked that way. And then, you know, it's funny. I would, you know, when I was on ESPN or even now, and I get to do stuff like locally, um, it's, I am always like, no, nobody wanted me here. And it's funny now because I still get to cover the Bucks, which is who my family, you know, grew up rooting for. And I get to do that for NFL Network, which is, it's sort of special to be in my hometown because it always, is but the irony is is um, I never really got to I never got to be on in my hometown they didn't want me here so um, it just didn't work out that way right there's just different paths and some of it is luck and it's timing um, which is kind of everything in life but um, yeah it's funny I just I never that opportunity never presented itself in Tampa but it presents itself in other ways right so I still get to be back here now when you were at Nashville were you looking to get to ESPN was that the goal did you have an 
agent were you sending out or you were just happy there? How did that work? Yeah, so I had an agent. Um, I got an agent probably after my first TV job, got my first TV job on, on my own. But the irony is, is I think I was like switching agents at the time. Um, or no, I went from Nashville to D.C. And it was one of those things where I really didn't want to leave. I was really sad to go. Um, and it was an opportunity like I just couldn't pass up. D.C. is a major sports market. It had every sport. Uh, even when I got to ESPN, there were so many of us from the D.C. area. So it's just kind of a major feeder area. And that doesn't mean that people don't go from anywhere, but there was a lot of people that were going from that area. But at the time, so when I went from D.C. to ESPN, the um, the funny part is, is I didn't have an agent at that time. I made my own resume tape. I randomly sent it to someone who had given me a name at ESPN and uh, I didn't have an agent and they called me the next day or not the next day, but pretty shortly after they got the tape, the, the tape that arrived that I made myself, um, I got a call and I remember seeing like a Bristol number on it and I was like, oh my God. And uh, so I did that. But, and it's funny, the person, his name is Mark Gross. He's still there. Um, he was the person at the time that was hiring for Sports Center, And I just, I wanted to be a reporter. I was a reporter covering the, the Washington football team. And I thought I could be one of the roving reporters. And they were like, nope, we want you here to anchor. And at the time I didn't really, it wasn't what I was trying to do. Um, and it ended up being a Sports Center spot. But I, um, he and I laugh about it even to this day because most people there do go through agents. But that's just an example of, you know, you can do it yourself and you can do it with hard work and, um, and you can do all that stuff. But so, yeah, I like unsolicited, just set my tape randomly up there. It showed up on someone's desk. They watched it and they gave me a call. So that's how that sort of unfolded. When you first did uh, Sports Center, was it one of those things where you're like, oh my God, like I am on Sports Center or... Or no, were you were you ready and handle it? And was it was like maybe afterwards, or you know, family members or something like that? I think when I had the like sort of a, a moment of oh my god, is um, I had to go up and audition. So they send you up there. You ha- they give you um, they give you like the previous night's sportscast, right? And they're like write your own scripts, and and then you do an audition tape. And so I get in the studio, and it's awkward. And you, and they use different terminology. Every station, everything uses different terminology. So that was like a little bit weird. And I. I remember sitting down at the desk and it was when they played the music, the original like sports center music and that played in my ear. And then that was like a moment of, Oh my God, I'm sitting here. And, um, like that is very close to being a reality. Now I didn't know if I was going to get the job sort of thing, but, um, I had that moment more in that audition probably than when I actually sat there for the first time. Um, but it was definitely, I remember that music hitting me and I was like, Oh my God, like this is sports center. And then I tried to, um, you know, like anything is a job, right? And if you do it long enough, you, I think you take things for granted or you, um, you just get used to it. Right. And so I tried to always, when I would go in the studio, there's always like this big sign behind you that said, this is sports center. So I would always try to, even on days you didn't want to be there. Right. Cause a job is a job. Um, like I would try to turn around and look at the sign and say, Hey, if you told, you know, 16 year old Sarah Walsh at Gulf high school, that this is where you're going to be sitting. Like you would think that's pretty cool. So I tried to always have that appreciation for it when I sat there and did it. Now, when there were the cutbacks with ESPN and it wasn't anything that anybody did, they were having cutbacks. Was that what happened? How it ended at ESPN? And then what was it like for you? Were you going to spend family time? What was that like? Um, I was actually in Florida on maternity leave. Um, I had just had twins down in Tampa. Um, I had been told at the time I wasn't part of it. So it really wasn't on my radar. And so that was sort of a, a definitely like surreal, very weird time in my life. I think anybody having a kid for the first time, that's a weird thing. I had two of them. They were in the NICU. It was it was a lot going on in life um, when I got that news literally out of the blue. Um, but I think that... Um, 
in that moment in my life, I was like, I'm not going to sit and do the woe is me thing. I had these kids that were fortunate enough to make it out alive. Um, we had a really difficult time um, having them. And I'm like, if I, there were definite times where my family situation was not going to work out. And I remember thinking like I would trade all this career stuff to have my family work out. So then when I had the flip side of that, I'm like, if you go back on, you know, like internally what your word was, like you have these healthy kids, like be grateful for what you have. And then I think, you know, there's, there's people that were really, you know, bitter and, and this is the end kind of thing. And I just wasn't going to have that mentality, right? I think if you are good at what you do, if you work hard, if you're good to people, things will work out. And I think things worked out for me in the sense that like, I get to do a lot of things that I love. I get to do it on two different networks right now. Um, and so, and I get to do it in a different place in my life where, um, you know, we're not having this interview and it's snowing on us as we're having it. Um, and again, having been a Floridian, um, you know, that was tough for me, uh, being up there cause it's snowstorm after snowstorm. So like I tried to, you know, there's positives to anything. So I tried to approach it that way. And again, it was definitely, uh, a surreal, weird thing, uh, where I like left for maternity leave and never like walked back in the building. Like that's weird. But, um, but at the same time, like so many good things have happened since then that, um, I think it works out the way it's supposed to. All right. So we'll kind of wrap this up. So, so now you're NFL network and you're out in the field and doing a lot of coverage of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Brady and all that. And then at game day on Fox, you're on the sidelines. What are those two jobs like? Are you enjoying it? Do you like being out in the field or you'd rather be in the uh, studio? Um, like, I think my skill set was, I think I can do a really good job in the studio and I think I can host, but I also think if, um, you know, I think I have the versatility to do either. And so lifestyle wise, I enjoy what this affords me to do, which is being a lot of different places at once. Uh, I think I'm fortunate that not only do I get to cover, you know, the defending Super Bowl champions, which happened to be in my hometown and happened to be Tom Brady, which is, you know, a story in and of itself for NFL network. And, and they get, they allow me to do a lot of things, but then to be a part of games on game day for the NFL on Fox, it allows me to expand and sort of be in the trenches with these other teams. Um, and so it's really sort of the best of both worlds. So the, yeah, there's nothing that I said, you know, if I had to go back into a studio tomorrow, like I would be, I would be great with that too. I, I just feel like fortunate. I've kind of gotten to do all of it and still get to do um, all of it. So I, I don't know. I just feel lucky about that. And this is my last one. How big, is the support of your hubby, especially with the twins, your crazy schedule. How about that? <laughs> well, that depends what season you're asking me about his support in <laughs> because he he works in uh, baseball. So from February to October, he is not in the loop. Um, and it's not his fault. That's just our life and our lifestyle. But so, yeah, so September, the month of September when football kicks up, um, I'm basically alone traveling, um, being at Bucks, being on the road, um, being with teams, players, coaches. And I have these twins who are still young and uh, he's not there. So, um, and you know, and baseball plays every day and it's an unforgiving season in terms of the amount of days it is. So, um, but right now he is, what month is it? November. Currently he's Mr. Mom at home um, and I get a break, but for the majority of the year. So that, that's a very uh, tricky question to answer. Right now, 100% supportive. If you're asking me in June, couldn't tell you where he's at on any given day. Last but not least, advice. I get that a lot, whether it's in this business, whether it's somebody coming out of college, maybe specifically a girl, young woman. What would you say? Um, I would say, 
you know, work hard, do the work, work hard and don't take no for an answer because I think in this business, you're going to get a lot of no's. Um, you're going to get a lot of things that would lead you to be discouraged. So it's just a matter of how badly do you want to do this? Uh, you know, again, this is not, it's sort of like, you know, it's not acting, but you go on a lot of additions and there's a lot of no's and so much of it is luck and timing, but some of that is making your own luck, right? So if you're okay with, it takes one yes, right? You can have a hundred no's and all it does is take one yes to completely like change your path. And so I would say to people, or I do say to people like always, always stick with what you really want to do. If this is something you really want to do, don't let somebody else tell you you can't do it. Don't let circumstances dictate that you can't do it. Don't let layoffs dictate that you can't do what you want to do. And so it's just honestly a matter of perseverance, I think, in this business. And and then on top of it, working hard. But I would say, first and foremost, persevering um, against a lot of a lot of no's and a lot of discouragement. And so it's a, it's a matter of, in your own mind, staying positive. That's great advice. Thank you so much, Sarah. Yeah. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Sarah. She's she's great. She's great. I don't really know her, you know, uh, like friends or anything, but I I, I did a uh, an event a couple of years ago. It was a round table. It was the general managers, the head coaches of the big three, you know, the Bucks and the Lightning and the Rays. And she was the she was the host for the night. She did a great job. It was a couple of years ago. She was at ESPN. And I thought, great personality. Great personality. And then her covering the Bucks, and I've seen her a couple of times. Like I said, she came on one time. And so I thought, that would be great. For the rock stops here, how did she make it? in this uh, business. I got to, I want to, but you know, she's busy when she comes in. She's got all these hits she's got to do on NFL Network and she's got to do her work. So I don't know, you know, what the timing, how you do it. The protocols are tight. You can only be here and there at certain times. I didn't know if it was going to work out. So let me be honest with you. I was a little bit down the last week or so. I don't know. It just kind of hit me with the bye week of the NFL with the, the Bucks. I wasn't over there. And I was like, wow. You know, I thought maybe covering the Super Bowl champs and with the GOAT, I should be able to parlay that into something, something. Somebody would ask me, nobody and all. And, you know, and I've been in this market for a long time and I've put on everybody, everybody on my shows on TV, on these podcasts, on radio. I always bring on anybody that's in the market that's covering these teams. Nobody. One guy, Pat Donovan on WDAE in Tampa Bay has asked me to go on his show. He did, because he came in to DA years ago. I was doing a Saturday show. He was doing the board for me. And he has, you know, it's great. But everybody, any any station, any radio, nobody's ever asked me, man. I was just a little bit, you know, it's kind of like, wow, man. I bring on everybody. Mm, okay. I've tried to get some other gigs. Nobody responds. I know that I'm older, and I know that's a hindrance, and I know I know the whole deal. But it was almost like, wow, man, just haven't been able to just push through for anything. And I was just a little bit, a little bit kind of getting down. Now, look, I know you might be going through um, financial problems because, God damn, the inflation rate is ridiculous. And or health issues. Oh, I pray for you. I, I send out my prayer prayers and feelings. I, I oh man, you know, because that's that's number one. That's number one. So overall, things are going good. Don't get me wrong, but at times you just get a little bit down. So then, 
I go to the Tampa Bay Lightning to cover a Lightning game. Hadn't been there in God dang over a year. I fill in if they ever call me. He hadn't responded uh, on the big board on the jumbotron. So I went and I wanted to see how this JP Peterson, who does it here, you host the uh, game, Lightning Hockey Night Live in the arena, nineteen thousand fans on the big board. So I wanted to go and see just in case if he ever calls. You know, you want to be prepared. You want to be ready. And Phil Esposito, Lightning founder, Dave Mishkin, who's the radio play-by-play voice, the security guy, PR staff, Lucy, who works on Lightning Hockey Night Live, some of the media members, they couldn't have been nicer to me. And it really, like, renewed my, I was feeling good. How you been, Ron? We haven't seen you. How you been? How you been? And it's just like sometimes you need a little bit of a pick-me-up. You know what I mean? We're all human. And I'm not like a sensitive guy, but it just was a nice feeling. And I walked away from that lightning night really, really good. Then I stopped for a quick beer. My buddy is the uh, manager of this place in Tampa Bay, down in Tampa. Damon, he comes on occasionally here and there with some bar tips, how not to act a fool at a bar. So that was cool. I had a funny story. We were busting on each other and boom, I headed back. That was great. So the next day, okay, I'm going to the uh, Bucks. And this was one week where I did not have a guest for my rock stops here. I did not have a guest for my Bucks kickoff podcast on Joe Bucks Fan. And I said, all right, well, you know what? It's not that I can't talk by myself. I think I can entertain, <clears throat> but I was trying to avoid these podcasts with just me, you know? I'm like, well, <clears throat> looks like this is the week. This is the week. Okay. So it got to Thursday. I'm going to tape one or two of these on Friday. We're going out of town for the weekend uh, down to South Florida. So I had to get everything in. So I didn't have anybody for this week for either podcast. So now we're at Thursday, okay? End of the week. I pull into Bucks. I see this. He's a, he's a reporter, longtime reporter in Tampa Bay. Kevin O'Donnell is his name. And he's had major issues, problems with the whole COVID. The He's not an anti-vaxxer, but I'm not going to speak for him. I hadn't seen him around. He's been covering this scene for 25 years or so, you know, and he's always at the Bucks. So finally he was there and he had everything straightened down. I was like, perfect. Hey, you want to be on my podcast, man? You've been covering the Bucks since when? Since when? Oh my God. Okay, great. All right, we'll do it. We'll do it. No problem. Here, after this session, before interview, beautiful. I was like, bam, I got myself my Bucks kickoff podcast guest. Beautiful. So we shoot the video <clears throat> you get about 25 minutes or so at, at every practice, and they're, they're stretching to shoot video. Then you have to leave and go in the parking lot. There's also a media trailer in the parking lot away from the players. So I see Kevin O'Donnell. He's got to go do a stand-up for his station, and he's in his truck, and he's just doing his stuff on his phone or going over what he's going to go over first thing, so I don't want to bother him. So I go out to my car. Wait, I just want to explain to you how things can work in your favor for a day. I go out to my car. It's a beautiful day. I get my Zoom recorder. I get my microphone. I get my headphones. And I sit. I'm standing at the back of my tr- my car. And I put my Zoom recorder 
That's how I record these on the back of my trunk. I even have my headphones plugged in. I got microphone plugged in. And I'm just standing there. And who pulls up in her car right next to my car? is Sarah Walsh, who I had been wanting to get on my podcast. And like I say, she's not here all the time. And she pulls right in. She's got all her makeup on. She's got her big bag of all her products and things. She's ready to be on camera and work here. She pulls in. I said, Sarah, how are you? Hello, how you doing, Rock? Oh, my God, welcome back. Because she had been away in Nashville and blah, blah, blah. I said, I love your post, love your post. I said, Sarah, when you get the chance, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I'd love to get you on my podcast. My my other podcast, not Bucks Kick Off, but The Rock Stops Here. It's about entertainers, people that have made it to the top. And she starts laughing. And she's like, well, I don't know about that. Uh, you know, I made it to the top. No, you made it to the top. ESPN, NFL Network, NFL on Fox. And she still has her bag. She just got out of her car. She's parked right next to me. And she goes, you know what? Once I get in there and I get set, you want to bang it out right now? Let's do it. I had my microphone plugged in and my headphones plugged in and my recorder on. And here comes, and this wasn't planned. She pulls in right next to me who I wanted to get on my podcast. And we just started doing the podcast you just heard. When does that ever happen? And there is more. So anyway, Sarah, thank you very, very much. Um, a couple of things maybe I'll, I'll hit on here at the end, what you said, but the day gets better. So now I, boom, I go in the media trailer and I'm like, damn, I just nailed out both of my podcasts for this week, all in one shot. Not, this was not planned and it just happened. How does that happen in person during this whole COVID protocol? How about that? So now I go in, I set down my stuff in the uh, at a little desk there, and I see her, I was like, oh, I haven't taken a picture yet for the social media, for my boys at Radio Influence to, you know, use. And another guy that I know that's been a longtime photographer, I help him, he helps me, he was freelancing, he was right there. I said, Chris, can you take a shot of, uh, take a picture of Sarah and I? Sure. And he's a photographer. He took a great picture that you might have seen on the social media here. I said, Sarah, she goes, I'll stand up. Boom, boom. Get the picture done. Thank you, Sarah. Boom. Done. So now we go back out when it's time for interviews. We interview Brady. That's another thing. I don't, I'm not going to get into it here, but oh my God, this guy is like so focused on football. I have never heard in my 30 years of covering the NFL when a player has a bye week they, they just, they recharge. They get away mentally. They, they chill. Some get off their feet. Some maybe do a little bit of something to stay. They just love. Brady's like, no, it's all about football. We're football players. You know, football's on. It's all we were thinking. I was thinking about is football. During his bye week, after 22, this is his 22nd season. He is a different, he is a different breed. <laughs> oh my God. But enough on that. So now... I got this happening. I had a great night at the Lightning. Everybody was nice. Talk about a pickup. So on my way home, I stop at a Publix. Publix in this area where we are is our number one grocery chain, okay? 
wherever you are, it might be a Kroger, it might be a, wherever you are in the country or whatever country maybe, but that's our grocery store. So I stop in the grocery store. This is the same day where everything's going right. I get out of my car. I'm walking right into Publix and I look down at my feet and I see some money right in the middle of the parking lot, right at my foot. I look down, 10, 15, 16, 17, $18 right at my feet. I look around. If I would have seen somebody that it actually came out of their pocket, I would give it to them. There was nobody there. And I'm like, what a day. I take the $18 and I put it in my pocket and I walk in. Now I got $18. So... You know, <laughs> you know how things are always going wrong, always going wrong, or you might be down. You got to just hang in there, man. What a day. Now, I don't know what's going to happen this week because <laughs> things have a way of, you know, evening out. As a matter of fact, the Buccaneers PR head, his name is uh, Nelson, great guy. He's been there for a while. He had left. He came up. You know, early on, I knew him then. I think he did the Houston Rockets. He did a couple, and then he came back. He's been the head PR man for the Bucks now for a couple of, several seasons. He's gone through a couple of different head coaches. And I was talking to him the other day. I said, Nelson, he goes, hey, Rock, how you doing? I said, how you doing, Nelson? I said, you know what, Nelson? There has been no controversy with this team at Oh, and he, he goes over and he's like, stop. And he knocked, let me knock on wood. That's not wood. And he knocked on like the silver post that's holding up the covering the tent there at the facility. And he was, I was laughing. I said, there's been no problem. It's unbelievable. I'd have never covered a team where there's not one controversy, one season. But you know what he said? He goes, there's been so many bad years. I have a feeling I have I, I'm looking at it like life is just evening out for all those bad times and all the crap, all the things that we had to deal with and the losing and all the bad stuff. <laughs> you know, it evens out. So life does even out. It usually does. If you're living good and you're living right, you're doing the best that you can and you're not a jag off and you're not stealing and robbing and cheating. Uh, things do even out. I also thought that. She, Sarah, had a really good point at the end when I asked about advice. I thought that was great. You know, yes, you got to work hard. You know, laziness, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. Nobody is handed anything on a silver platter. Yeah, there are some kids that have a trust fund. Uh, they might have it easy, but life, life evens out. But I thought what was great, what she said was, you're going to deal with rejection. You're going to get rejection. You're going to get rejection. You got to keep plugging away until it only takes that one, that one person, that one time to give you a shot to believe in you. But you got to you got to swing. You're going to miss. Just like in baseball. If you if you get a hit only 3 times, out of 10 times at the plate, that 70% uh, failure rate, you're a Hall of Famer. If you're a lifetime 300 hitter, you're a Hall of Famer. You want to hit a home run. You want to, it's like when you, when, when you were younger, you want to get the good looking girl. You, you ask out or you go there, you ask somebody to dance, you get shot down. You got to keep on plugging, man. <laughs> and I should take, take this advice too, because, you know, I got to update the resume. I get, you know, you kind of give up on things and you really, uh, you just, 
just got to keep on plugging, plugging through. All right. That, I think that's really about it. What I did notice, um, really something really, really cool. My daughter is in seventh grade and she was in a chorus concert last week. And we all went to support her. And man, the line of cars to get in, the line outside to get into this like uh, theater type setting. It was a high school chorus. It was a middle school that was at my daughter's. And it was an elementary school. To see the amount of support by the family members was incredible. And for my daughter, who has a brother that lives with his mom, I don't want to confuse you. Hunter is my son through my and, and, uh, previous marriage. So he's much older. He's 23, and Addie's only 12. And we surprised her. And for her to see her brother show up, the first thing she texted her mom, is Hunter here? And just a big smile. And these kids, this chorus, the chor- the director, oh, my God, they were so talented. The singing, the production, the the lighting, the audio, the acoustics, the and I just looked at all those kids on stage and just nine part harmony. I, it was really it it actually gave me like goosebumps. And I'm like, look at these kids. These kids have been going through a damn pandemic. They can't do this. They can't do that. Last year they were viral. They were on there at home and this and that. And look, man, look at what a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful night. This is. And just the support for family and just that's what it's all about, man. That's what it's all about. So I'll leave you with this. If things are not going good and they're going rough and you're getting disappointed, if you are living right and doing right, you're going to have, I hope, more than just one day of good luck like I had. (laughs) Let's see what happens. All right. All right. I'll talk to you next week, same time. Thank you. I hope you're subscribing to The Rock Stops here. I don't have a guest yet. I'm not going to BS you. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm working on something. I got nothing. But I'm I'm hoping things will work out. All right? We'll see. <laughs> if you just hear me, that means <laughs> I got rejected. All right? I'll talk to you next week. Thank, thanks so much, guys. On this week's episode of Crush Performance, we begin to wrap up and connect the dots between our two major themes for 2021, talent and talent ID, and the Crush Brain Game. And it all starts this week with an incredible look into how we learn, how we coach, and how we can manipulate our environments to get incredible results in development and in performance. We're joined by Dr. Rob Gray, Associate Professor of Human Systems Engineering at Arizona State University and the host of the Perception in Action podcast. As we discuss the influence of environment on perception and the rate of learning, we'll look at the difference between instruction and description, task decomposition versus task reduction, and we'll discuss why it's so important to learn to love moving. Get set as we begin our final deep dive into talent, talent ID, and the Crush Brain Game this week on Crush Performance. Crush Performance with Jeff Cruschel can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.